David. <laughs> yeah. What day is it today? <laughs> the day? <laughs> Why, it's Christmas Day, sir. here to celebrate welcome to hottest 100s and thousands this is normally the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the triple j hottest 100 and in a way it still is but in a very real way in some might say an all too real way uh this is exactly uh that podcast uh so however however for the second year in a row we are doing a Christmas special where we are going through the entirety of an all-time Triple J Hottest 100. This is the fourth all-time Triple J Hottest 100 list from the year 1998. Mm. And what we are going to do is go through 100 songs in 100 minutes. The Christmas period is busy for everyone. Yes, So it we is. figure why should we get off, let off the hook? I'm David James Young, by the way. Uh, I am doing it with a little bit of help from my friends. So, let me introduce Mr. Nathan Harrison. Hi. Mr. Adam Boncher. Are we the elves to your Santa? I mean, that's another story for another time, really. Right. Hi. Surely... It's like, it's Christmas. Like, what other time <laughs> is there to examine... The, the <laughs> terrible working conditions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Alright, it's time to like, talk about capitalism no, and no, no, the no. North Pole. Hey, you fucking workers, Columbaris! <laughs> people bringing up, like, the, you know, wage slavery of, uh, you know, wage theft of the elves and Santa being like, not today! It's not the time to do it. It's like, <laughs> Andrew McDonald is here too. I'll be the, um, the, the, the Krampus. Mm. I like it. You will I, be. Yeah, I yeah, bet. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, so, like, what is what Who is your want deal? To be the Krampus? <laughs> no, like, I what kind of sick, what twisted, kind of twisted mind, mind would want to be the Krampus? No, what is the Krampus's deal? Like, is he just is he just punitive? He's just just a handsome man recording a <laughs> podcast with his dear friends. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there was a film. There was like a horror film made yeah. about Krampus. Yeah, it right. had it had um, Santa Claus. Oh yeah, yeah, starring mm. starring Tim Allen. Mm. No, no. And they said, "Hey, no. Tim Allen, you got to be no. Santa Claus," and he said, Ugh! "No, it was." <laughs> and also joining us, <laughs> Festivus is not over until you pin Elliot J O'Neill. I'm the Grinch who's trying to steal this podcast or something. Yeah, okay. bitch. That checks out. I like yeah. it. That I works. like it a lot. Except, you know, we invited the Grinch in. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so in it's way, on you. We always invite the Grinch in. And so did the, so did the Who's in Whoville invited the Grinch in yeah. for a Christmas Who. Christmas Beast. <laughs> who because Huddle. He carved the rose. And I invited beast. you guys on the episode of The Simpsons where we reviewed the episode with the Who. Yeah, yeah. which was oh. set in Whoville. Yeah. <laughs> There's a wall between East and West Whoville. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? We, we are actually not going to get a better segue than that. So, um... Yeah, but by the I time we explain everything, yeah, ammo. Well, okay, just we'll just remember that then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Rules. Okay, uh, we are going through all the songs in the Triple J Hottest 100 of all time of 1998. Uh, we are going to have about 60 seconds per song. 
Uh, we got to get in and out. Uh, as soon as the buzzer goes, we got to fucking get out and get, move on to the next song. So no long spills, no me crying about my dad, none of that bullshit. We are just... Oh, if you can, just keep it in a minute. Yeah. Just save the dad crying stuff for Patreon episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what people want. Okay. Are you ready? Well, I am. That's one. Yeah, I'll yeah. do I'll do a ready. Yeah, okay. Krampus is ready. <laughs> Krampus is ready. Well, if Krampus is ready... <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right. This motherfucker's ready. All right. In five, four, three, two. Remember the segue. One. At number 100, that was David Bowie with Heroes. I already don't know if we're going to get a better song in the countdown. <laughs> We've officially peaked, baby! Yeah. That was number one. That would be a cool list. That'd be yeah, fine. David Bowie's Heroes is a contender for my favourite Bowie song of all time and a yeah. contender in my top ten songs of all time. I Radio worship edit, it. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the full seven minutes. The Wallflowers version, obviously, from the oh. superior Godzilla mm. soundtrack. <laughs> As we said, but for the the segue, this song was about two lovers separated by the Berlin Wall. There it is. Wishing to be together, just to be heroes for one day. And it's so beautiful. Re-recorded at the peak of Bowie's like Berlin period of power. Did uh, you know that um, he was thanked? Like for helping to bring down the Berlin Wall in 2016, as he should have been, <laughs> legitimately. It's because fucking of David song. Bowie by by like Berlin. Yeah, yeah. It's Bowie, power of a two-chord vamp. That uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number 99 is Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. This was one of the first songs I ever programmed into my little Sony Ericsson uh, mobile phone uh, hey. when you could customise your own ringtones. Yes. That's tight yeah. as hell. Strong. So like a MIDI kind of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was such a cool phone, man. It had four different background colours that you could choose. Oh, that's so good. Fuck. The whole, what'd, you, what'd you go with? A green. I'm a, I'm a green boy. Nice. That whole era of like programming melodies into your phone is real like I'm Mozart hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking genius. I'm a fucking genius. Yeah. I okay, figured this... out how to do like notes twice as long. Yeah. This this song is pretty good, but it's overplayed, yeah? I mean, oh, yeah. It's, it's got that grandiose nature that kind of invites the idea that you should be voting for it yeah. because yeah. it is so big. But like, unlike some other songs which are kind of like that, some of which we'll talk about, like this does sound like a sound point Biscuit for the 90s. better. <laughs> Biscuit version. Bowie cries heaps, surely. Uh, number 98, well, I mean, yeah. yeah number 98, well, uh, that's bring The Cure down. with Boys it's Don't Christmas, Cry. Nathan. Well, it, yeah, we've got to remember the things that we've lost. True. Bowie. Oh, oh, oh. This is a super lovely early Cure song. Like, it, you know, I, mm. I think it's weird how much this is. This song has stood the test of time, like because it's not. They like, still play this. Yeah, it, but people love it, and like it's, it's so it's, different to how they good. became. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of like a soft jungle pop. Kind of. Yeah, yeah it, it's sort of like a. I think there's something about back. the way that it's playing with ideas of gender, though. It's lots of fun. It's always great to hear. The Area Seven version's better. <laughs> <laughs> how many of these covers are real? Kill 
Night is back, coming in at number 97 uh, of the hottest 100 of all time for 1998. Previously, we heard it at number 45 in the yearly countdown of 1993. Beck's not a Scientologist anymore. Just something topical. Yeah, there you go. Nathan is wearing a Beck shirt to celebrate this That's true. I can wear it like without shame now. And just add on the bottom, Beck is not a Scientologist. Beck's dad, though. Oh. So uh, the best thing about this really still Scientology. Yeah, Beck's dad. It's time. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Christmas. Make it happen. Um, yes, yeah, the best thing about this song is the fact that he was trying to do a Chuck D impersonation, and therefore this is the best thing to ever come from a white person trying to impersonate Chuck D. Um, Nathan, we yeah. have time for this. So evolutionary speaking, what are the advantages of being a monkey in the time of chimpanzees? Uh, none. That was the red right hand by Nicolas Cage and his bad seeds. Uh, yeah, great uh, performance from the Face Off star. Uh, you heard Face Off is so good. It's it fucking rules. <laughs> it's not a Christmas film. One, one of the one of the one of the <laughs> best Christmas film. it is. One, one of the best title drops of all time. I want to take his face <laughs> off. <laughs> Roll credits. Yeah. Roll credits. This so song you, this song fucking rules. It's so good. Shut it's the fuck obvious, up. It's really Obviously, good. it's so fucking sexy. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> really yeah. makes me want to visit South Australia. It reminds me of the sexiest film of all time, Dumb and Dumber, which is on the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Makes, yeah. yeah. Also, ma- ma- makes me want to visit. The also, Peaky the Fiddler version was better. Number 95, Breathe by the Prodigy. Mm. Huge single from mm. uh, the Fat of the Land, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Massive one. I think what Prodigy do best is creating a sense of menace and, like, danger in their, like, big beat and, like, electro rock stuff. And this it has that in, like, droves. Like, the beats are fantastic and, like, Flint, may he rest in peace forever. And um, Maxim, both in great form. Uh, it's just heaps of fun and it's menacing and cool. One of the so best menacing. electronic songs of all time for one of the best electronic albums of all time. Yeah, like I grew up really uh, not liking uh, dance or techno or any of the electronic music, but I found like bands like The Prodigy were such a great way in because this is them being fucking metal. Yeah. Like, yeah. This song just... Uh, I go, I, my neck already hurts listening to it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, this got in in 1996 and at number seven, and we talked about it then. Like, it has a punk sensibility. It's a punk yeah. song. Coming in at number 94 is K-San by Cold Chisel. I don't know if I need to hear this song ever again. I can't actually tell you if this is a good or a bad song because it has been ruined by many nights being down at the RSL and or pub and it comes on and some gronky bogan just puts me in a headlock, forgetting that he's holding a beer. He spills a beer down my shirt and he starts yelling the lyrics in my ear. What do you guys think? And he gets all the words wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's just yelling the laughs playing out as Sydney's almost gone through the whole verse. Yeah. I, I wonder when we we're going to get to the first song that I thought was kind of crap. And it's oh, there you go. Yeah. I think it's, the song's all right, but it's what's what attached the song to it. Is, yeah, yeah, like is is terrible. Yeah, the song's actually all right, but it's the cultural attaché that comes with it. I feel like that guy would start yelling at me and I wouldn't know why. <laughs> as a Mistral employee once told me, you know. You're only as good as your fans. That's right. Is the song pro or anti-Vietnam? What do you reckon? I don't know. I don't think I've ever paid attention to it. Pro-Vietnam, it's anti-Vietnam War. Right. Yeah, that's a... Because f- like, Barnsley <laughs> is woke, but so many of his fans aren't. 
Did you check behind the couch? <laughs> oh shit, there it is. My friend uh, who's a DJ. Oh sorry, yeah, I've got to introduce it first. Number 93, you oh, yeah. two. So, yeah, no one knew what it was. So no. I found what, I was, what I'm looking for. My friend, dead DJ joke, did a mashup of this and something else called Bono Finds His Keys. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think I need to know what the other thing is. I can't even remember. The sound really of yeah. keys. Alicia Keys? Oh, the black that, keys? That would be good. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out later. At us. But also, when I did uh, years ago that radio play about hating on U2, the Filipino theatre group Sipat Lawin did a version of this song, but the lyrics were about someone finding the discarded robot U2 in the street and asking why he was lying there deactivated in the rain. And it was beautiful. So the song's actually all right then? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's funny that it's played at weddings. We've talked about that before, <laughs> yeah. but it's still funny. <laughs> oh, one's funnier for you two. I'm a back man. Yes, I am. I'm very proud of Oh, it. fuck, we're about to get sued. Yes. Oh, no. I'm a sexual... <laughs> All right, that is Pauline Pants Down in at number 92 with Backdoor Man. Also just made it in at uh, number 19 uh, in the 1997 countdown and at number 5. So kind of not yeah. surprising this would pop up, but so, so good to have it included in a best songs of all time countdown <laughs> that was held the, the, the Yeah, the beating year David after. Bowie, Cold Chisel, <laughs> yeah. uh, Cave, Beck, Take a bow, Triple J. Oh. Also, from this point on, we may or may not get swatted at any time mm, because yeah. this is like the hottest this is the hottest song like it's, it is hot true um, look up the story behind it and especially around oh, so we, check, it yeah, check it out on our podcast check it out on our great podcast <laughs> I didn't say where you could look it up yeah. but there is one great uh, place you can yeah it's on uh, the but Joe Rogan experience it's so Australian <laughs> that it's Pants here Sam right? went on the Joe Rogan experience Jamie can we bring so up Backdoor Man <laughs> <laughs> so, so Australian that it's here right yeah. Like how... yeah. yes it is Should have been Lars Ulrich, not Cliff Burton. Oh. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> that was the unforgiven by Metallica. Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, it's, yeah. you know, it's This is the one that started the franchise, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah this is, that is correct. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and still, I think, the first best Unforgiven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. original and the best Unforgiven. I think it's the Because then there was the Unforgiven yeah, right. Wasp. And, uh, <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm going to jump in. The the Winter Soldier. Unforgiven 3, Electric Boogalee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually think this sounds really good. I love all the way that this is produced. The slight echo on the voice, mm. the, the, just how thick the guitar is. And the melody lines are really sweet. I love the drumming in this. The way yeah. that Lars does like the anti-anticipation, he like crashes down like way after the one beat. It's great. Yeah, I, don't like this I don't think he ever did that intentionally. <laughs> oh. he, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> it's, it's all right for a Metallica song. Yeah. Yeah. There is no pain you are Number 90, Pink Floyd Comfortably Numb from the 1979 record The Wall. Um, I'm kind of the resident Pink Floyd head here. Uh, I think this is after what I think is like, I know this is considered the end of their classic run, but for me, it's kind of just after when they're at their peak, like, because this record's more like lyrically driven, doesn't really have any spacey ambient shit going on. But this song fucking rules. There was a period where I wanted this to be played at my funeral, so I love it very, very dearly. So it's kind of beyond the critical reproach for me. But the lyrics are soft and sad and beautiful, and it has two of David Gilmore's best guitar solos ever. So I think I think this is close to being a perfect song. I think yeah. it's such a thing that you can't really quantify, but for me, as it exists, this song is perfection. Yeah, boy. 
David. Oh, no. a controversial take. Like, I, I can get that Dark Side is probably objectively the better album, but I return to the wall twice as much. Yeah, we, I agree. We, wish you were here's my fave. Yeah? Uh, but yeah. I want to hear from the other Pink Floyd head, David. <laughs> Sis, Sis's version's better. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Coming in at number 89 is Close to Me by The Cure. We did that really well. Yeah. Our claps were really on then. Let's not break our hands jerking ourselves. Yeah, this song's so good. They yeah. just, when The Cure do a pop, it's so friendly and sweet. And like the production this is just stellar. Oh, yeah. like, it's just so danceable and fun. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, and, just a, and just such a big, like that kind of happy nervousness. Yeah. Yes. It's just palpable throughout the whole thing, the way everything is so little and delicate, but like... But bombastic so somehow. Like, yeah. how can it be so intimate and yet so big? It's so giddy. They, yes. call it, they actually do call Robert Smith Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the horns come in towards the end, it's just so oh, huge and hey, fun. And hey, fuck yeah. me up. Horns, you got my vote. Yeah, so yeah, thumbs up. Bitch. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. Oh, horny. Good. Yep. We came in under. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Uh, number eighty-eight. That is Grinspoon with just Ace. Uh, have we had? We've only had a couple of Australian songs. Oh, we had Pauline Pants Down and Nick Cave and Nick Cave and right. Cold Chisel. This oh, song you know is what? as it's the been... title describes. It's just yeah. Ace. It's exclusively for the asexual crowd. I agree. That's what this song is for. It's just <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Ace. I'm just, just Ace. Ace. Yeah. If you're not Ace, don't enjoy it. What? Well, like, Which is why it's just I not don't for enjoy, you. No. Just, just. <laughs> yeah. hey, no, this uh, song's fucking fun as shit. Obviously. Fun fact about this one: this made it into this all-time countdown before it actually made it into the yearly countdown in at number eighteen. Oh really? Yeah, wow. it made it in it here. Made first. a good impression. Which, that which, would have ruffled some goddamn like feathers for some gatekeepers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for the Pink Floyd fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which year did it get in? 1998. The same year that this. Uh, this oh yeah, I, I remember talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in at number 87, it is Aneurysm by Nirvana. Beat it! Beat it! And we have talked about a live version of this in the 1996 countdown, but Such if this isn't version. one of the best B-sides ever released, then I don't oh, know what man. is. This was the B-side to uh, Teen Spirit, which... Oh, it's so good. We I mean, may or may not hear that song later, who knows. Who's to um, say? <laughs> and just like a real example of grunge embodying the kind of punk spirit, probably one of Kurt Cobain's best vocal performances, if not the best vocal performance. Yeah, he's mm. in great form Absolutely, here. man. Uh, like, beat me out of me. Like, what a fantastic lyric. That's a vibe. Yeah. Survive. Riffs for days, man. That fucking like atonal snarl of a down, 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 down. Oh, man. Yeah, it's nasty. So it's just, yeah. It's, yeah Those man. rolling toms, just everything. It's just, the band is so fucking on fire in this track. It is, yeah, yeah top th shit. It's one of those songs that make me think maybe I should be a big Nirvana fan. I say so. Don't you wanna be the personality? An ocean in the sea. My name's David Bowie and I'm a singer. <laughs> What? Just oh, yeah. <laughs> Barbie and Pony by Spiderbait, which came in at number one in the 1996. Triple J Hottest 100 was the first Australian song to win. Uh, it is number 86 here, which is uh, 85 spots down from uh, two years prior. So Hate to see it. Diminishing returns. We have like nearly as long as the song to talk about it. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> it, true. It, it's still running in the background. Hey, and, it, and, yeah. and the song is yeah. way more entertaining. It's us. And oh fun. yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah turn uh, this off, go listen to that instead. We're sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> the the gift like... you give yourself is turning this off. Yeah. <laughs>
but just like Jess Ace, it's the perfect amount of time, and you kind of want it to be longer, but it's perfect as like two some minutes. Totally. Love a good short song. Mm. Ladies. Yeah, this is like classic The Cure sound for me. Um, oh, sorry, that was The Cure <laughs> at number 85, just like it's heaven. very hard to remember. Yeah. Um, this is from the uh, 87 record, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, one of their more sprawling kind of well, songs. okay, like, if you insist. I do. Um, and this is like, with a career built halfway with achingly beautiful songs, this is one of their more beautiful, sweet, enduring pop songs. Funny well, story, I- actually. Uh Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me is the censored version. You can oh, buy the... Hell, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we only have so much time. 12-string guitar, so beautiful. Simon Garb's bass work, just incredible. Robert yeah. Smith's vocals. Everything about the song is fucking amazing and beautiful. Dino Jr. cover is pretty good. It is. Yeah. Agreed. Top cover. Yeah, nice. nice shit. I saw Jay Maskus cover that live once. It was real nice. In solo or with yeah, Dino solo. Jr.? Do you have a band or...? No, it's just him. Oh, cool. Nice. Into my arms Oh, Lord into my arms, oh Lord, into Coming in at number 84 is Into My Arms by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. This song is gorgeous. It is beautiful. I don't have enough good things to say about it. I, as a baritone vocalist as well, sometimes I find it hard to find songs to sing in the car, but goddamn Nick Cave, thank you for being in my vocal register. <laughs> and so I can make myself cry as I'm heading down the Hume Highway I've going, worn out all my of my Barry arms. White records. <laughs> <laughs> my national records are scratched as shit. All my Johnny Cash is done. I'm, I'm onto the Nick Cave now. Oh, Johnny Cash should have done a good version of this. He shouldn't have done, uh, what was Mercy it? Mercy Seat. Mercy Seat, yeah. yeah obviously this oh, is fuck lovely. off, he shouldn't have. That is such a good version. <laughs> it is. It's, oh, yeah, this is lovely. It's such a turning point for Nick where he realised that like the bad seeds were kind of peripheral to him, which has had varying results. I still mm. ride for him, but like this was the first record where it's kind of Nick at the centre. Mm. Nick good. Cave and all the bad seeds. Uh, number 83, that's Silverchair, Abuse Me. Um, I'm just going to pass it over to the other Silverchair people in the room because this is good. It's but a gorgeous fucking things. song. This is yeah. one of my favourite uh, songs from this album, I would say, absolutely. Just uh, It's very lush and very understated. And yeah, like uh, the kind of phaser work on the guitar in particular is really trippy and really, really nice. Um, weird that the US label went with this as the lead single over Freak, though. That is a really? Bad, yeah. Did they really? Yeah, that was the death knoll for them in the States. Hmm. That's oh, why right. they were never big there But also, again. this didn't make it into its years... No, it didn't. No. That's, that's very true. This is the only uh, time it's been featured in a Hottest 100 countdown. It's a lovely song. Mm. And an indication of what it could become in Neon Ballroom Absolutely. as well. Yeah, for sure. Truly, yeah. Yeah, yeah all yeah. those kind of transitional silver chair moments you can... Mm. Yeah. yeah, lovely. I took the first one and I pulled it back And what was once great All right, in at number 82, it is Jerks of Attention by Jebediah. Uh, again, Which is also our, our, our collective nickname, <laughs> Jerks of Attention. Definitely. But, yeah. Uh, these guys yeah, didn't make it in with this track in the yearly countdown, so here they are. Definitely, like, this is the, like the breakout single for Jebediah. Mm. Um, you can definitely hear that this is a band very influenced by the grunge scene at the time, like, and, and kind of bringing that to the fore, probably in, uh, more so in this track than in other Jebediah tracks. Very wholesome. Uh, the, the film clip to this was actually recorded inside Kevin Mitchell's share house at the time. Nice. Oh. Before he left yeah, that home. Makes sense. 
It's all part of the expanding Jebediah universe. Yeah, like this is obviously... (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're obviously in great form. We're just young guys having a huge amount of fun. Yeah, just want a whammy. (laughs) Save the bees. I forgot about whammies. (laughs) (laughs) They're real awards. Western Australia didn't forget about whammies. Blind Melon, No Rain, 81. This came in at number four in the 1993 Hottest 100, which we cover in season one. Don't go back and listen to it. I implore you, don't. Let's talk about it now. What do you think? I love this song. Yeah, Yeah, this this song rules. Yeah, Yeah. Unlike season one. I don't remember talking about it. Then. I do. Ah, now you're the Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I remember talking about it. Who are you then? Krampus. <laughs> yeah. Super lovely song, just sweet, endearing, like kind of sickly sweet pop. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. we'll bring this up again later. This is one of those songs because I never checked out Blind Melon Beyond This, even though I adore this song and I feel yeah. like a dumb, stupid idiot. Well, they're a one hit wonder. That's all you need. Okay. Uh, the Offspring at number 80 with self-esteem from the hugely successful Smash record. Still the highest selling independent record of all time. Um, oh, one of still. Their, yeah. One of their um, big, obviously one of their more well-known songs, bigger hits. Uh, it sounds great. Obviously the, the heavy guitar works, Dexter's vocals in great form. But for me, I go to The Offspring for over-the-top fun. So this is not why I'm going to The Offspring. But it's still an incredible song. You don't song. think this is over-the-top fun? Well, like... You ever fucking moshed to this at a festival? Yeah, I have twice. Same. Once I have. It was sick. <laughs> it's great fun, but like I'm like I may be dumb, but I'm not a dweeb. It's only so much <laughs> fun I can have with that. That's not at Dexter's expense. Well, easy for you to say. You're not a fucking dweeb. Mm. Well, I think when you're in your fifties, like Dexter is now saying, "I'm not a dweeb." Kind of. <laughs> well, he's not a dweeb. He, and he's not dumb either. Motherfucker a, has a PhD. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a self-fulfilling <laughs> oxymoron to say I'm not a dweeb when you're in your fifties. <laughs> <laughs> So much Bowie singing to cut out. Coming in at number 79 is Video <laughs> Killed the out. Radio Star by The Buggles. And uh, this was one of my go-to songs on the PS2 game SingStar. Hey, ah, nice one. Yeah. Is this yes. baritone? Uh, no, but I can do this. You I, can I, make I, it work. Yo, this, I, song, this song fucks me up, fam. In I, a bad way or a good No, way? I just don't know whether I like it or not. Because I just don't think we should be glorifying the death <laughs> of the radio star. <laughs> As someone who's worked in radio, yeah. I'm scared to shit. Um, no, I, it's just because like, I find it on one hand, I'll put it on and I'll be like, God, this is fucking irritating. But then I'll still find things that I really like about it. And more than that, I know that it resembles so much of the early 2000s indie stuff that I really love. Mm. Ah, which true. makes me Which makes me doubt myself heaps. <laughs> like, yeah, I... Uh, the Chad video versus the Virgin Radio Star. <laughs> Make a little birdhouse in your soul. My name is David Bowie. My fucking name is David Bowie. Uh, Ethan num- Harrison, go fuck yourself. <laughs> At number 78, that's uh, They Might Be Giants with Birdhouse in Your Soul. Um, and David shouldn't talk about this song at all because I know he likes them. Who's so David we'll just, Bowie? We'll just skip past him and everyone well, you, else. Yeah, you know what I, I think. I didn't know this song. Neither. I, I knew the obvious two They Might Be Giant songs and not this. And I've listened to this like five times since yesterday. What the fuck are the obvious two? Malcolm in the Middle theme and Dr. Worm. Dr. Worm. What? True. Yeah. So they wait, call you, him Dr. Worm. This was your introduction to this song? Yeah. How awesome, man. It was mine too. Oh, Just really? that little yeah. clip. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Sounds was, good. I love yeah. it. Not bad. It, it, it sounded pretty cool, but I've never ever explored how might be giants despite the songs I've heard from them being songs that I've liked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't 
In at number 77, it is Guns N' Roses with Sweet Child of Mine. Hell yeah, bitch! Uh, yeah, okay, so here's the most famous guitar warm-up of all time. You can hear it now in every guitar shop. Hell yeah! yeah. You, if you'd like to hear this again, just, just <laughs> walk in. I'm going to get into my linguistics uh, bullshit a little bit here. Why is it oh mine? Like of I yeah I know but why why not just say <laughs> of I know that but it's like it's not cool it's not like yeah singing. why is it guns and roses yeah but huh? just like that's like not cool slang idiom that's like going back to ye old English I think that's what he wanted to do like Axl yeah. Rose considers himself to be a modern day chancer uh, oh oh a hill and Dale sweet child of mine yeah yeah song structures of Guns and Roses are underrated even though they were overplayed. <laughs> Uh, this is Crowded Hoose, I think. Uh, don't Dream It's Over, number 76. These lads show promise, I <laughs> say. <laughs> Up and comers. Obviously a fucking beautiful song. Yeah, One of their signatures so for a reason. Like... I saw Neil Finn and Stevie Nicks sing this together at the Fleetwood Mac show. Oh, nice. fuck off. That's amazing. Yeah. It was real good. Stevie took a verse. It was nice. Do they do fucking Crowded songs now as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, they did that and they also did uh, I Got You by Split Ends. Huh. Fleetwood just House. like amassing musicians yeah. and, and yeah, all yeah, their yeah. songs until Fleetwood Mac cover like are the one band they're the <laughs> one band forming yeah. just this Voltron as soon as they music. get Lil Nas then oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck then, me up then you've incorporated most of music yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much Number 75, Porter's Head, Glory Box. Um, I feel like secretly every trip-hop song wants to be Glory Box because very mm. few of them are as good as Glory Box. <laughs> like, yeah. trip-hop, no matter the heights it reaches, and it reaches some great heights, but this is just so fucking perfect. And I love the placing on the album, how this is at the very end, because it almost feels like this forgiveness of like, you know what, here's the fucking hit. Feels like a bonus track in a way. But I just, it's obviously effortlessly perfect. Everything about it, all three of them are in perfect form. And God damn it, make another record, you three. I think this is one of the best fade outs of all time where it just uh, does it ever so slowly mm. and leaves you wanting to the very last yeah. give me a reason. And the fact that it fades yeah. in as well because like it's mm. always been playing. Totally. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like just a song fading out. It feels like it's really part of what it's about and, and how you experience Because well, allure is what it's about. Yeah. Coming in at number 74 is A Forest by The Cure. I think this is my favourite Cure song. I think the Show you working. does what The Cure do so well is taking a fundamental, like, pretty basic idea, but building and jamming around it and exploring uh, everything that it could be. Like, the song basically flipping between two sections and uh, improving on it every repetition. That's so a cool yeah. take. Yeah, and also a great like example of why Simon Gallup's one of the best bass players in all the post Oh, man. He's just on a fire here. It's, it's the so machine good. riff. Like, yeah. I think of this song less as a song and more of a meditation I love this song mm. is I this our fourth Cure song already this is why the old uh, Triple J was so two. good baby <laughs> yeah. uh, Krampus yes, is. is on board yeah. <laughs> yeah. Krampus, Krampus stands on. the Cure <laughs> Curepus <laughs> yeah <coughs> it's, uh, it's very good isn't it yeah. I love anyone, it anyone's seen any good movies talk about it for, for hours I <laughs> <laughs> I 
never heard this. Uh, yeah, neither. <laughs> Number who's, who's 73, that's Losing My Religion with R.E.M. They're probably their most famous They're a band. Song. Um, they exist. But this is beautiful, and I, I think, you know, like really represents what they could achieve in terms of like beautiful melodies, and Michael Stipe's vocals are just like really beautiful and really just get to you. I think there's an emotion that he pushes forward with all his singing that just just works in a really accessible way. Yeah. This is a gorgeous song. <laughs> uh, I didn't know until uh, there's a great YouTube channel, 12 Tone, who does really good song analysis. I didn't realize until watching his one for this video that Michael doesn't move his melody with more than a space of a, a perfect fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Oh. Have, you heard the, have you heard the major key version of this? Oh, it's unsettling. <laughs> so good. <laughs> That was playing through a radio for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I could have got a better quality thing for that. Fair anyway. enough. <laughs> 72, Nine Inch Nails and the Perfect Drug coming in uh, in uh, 26 in the 1997 countdown. Hey, were you born in uh, Ten Hole Docks? Do you own at least one leather-covered paddle and you're too edgy for regular love songs? Well, there's, here you go. You got this one. It's the Nine Inch Nails. I, it's, actually, it's really good. Is, I, is I especially the one with the video with the monkey getting crucified or is that closer? That's a lot to unpack. We don't have time to do to unpack all of that now. No, I I think this is a really it's frenetic and out of control. But I think that um, if you were to dig into it, I can see why it would become a fan favorite. The second half, very choice. I think I like Nine Inch Nails when they are a bit more out of control than because the when it's too controlled, it feels too affected. Oh yeah, for me. seen that meme yeah. <laughs> it's a good meme oddly enough this track came in at 71 <laughs> the know. song itself is 79 what what is the deal someone's not taking this seriously yeah, someone dropped the ball there yeah. <laughs> uh, someone got fired uh, it's a good song I really discovered how beautiful this song was when we covered it in, in the podcast in, in 96 and whatever I think like you can almost bypass it because it's such a famous Smashing Pumpkin song but it, yeah. it, is, it is worthy of its praise absolutely there must be some kind of way, way out, out of here, here. <laughs> said the Joker to David Number 70, All Along the Watchtower by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Um, this is from Electric Ladyland, which is the final and best Hendrix record. And True. it's funny to like remember actually how fucking good Jimi Hendrix was because like, he's got this godlike status amongst guitarists kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you actually go back and listen to the song and you're like, fuck, they actually are that good. And this does everything I think like a good cover would aspire to do, which is make the original song feel like a blueprint for what the song was meant to be. Yeah, 100%. I think I'd a lot of people agree with that. Yeah. I think it's like widely regarded as one of the best covers of all time, right? Surely, Sure. Right? Yeah, it's definitely up there. I mean, to the point where I think more than many covers, it's like it's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know. more, more, I think more people would know this than the Dylan original, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> she walked right Coming in at number uh, 420, it's been caught stealing by Jane's Addiction. Uh, Oh, yeah, bitch! (laughs) This song fucking rules. Oh, 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 oh! 
Um, it, it drives. It's fun. It's funky. I'm a big tragic for early '90s, uh, vaguely metal. You drive funky. around listening to this on Grand Theft Auto Radio. Fuck yeah, Hell man! Hell yeah, bitch! <laughs> Fuck me up. Uh, top running down pedestrian songs. What do you guys oh, reckon? Oh yeah! Oh man, I remember seeing them play this. It's, were you at Soundwave 2010 when they did this? Uh, no, I haven't seen. James oh, Addiction. dude, it was so sick. They were fucking on one that night. Yeah, it was just like. Didn't I teach you motherfuckers how to steal? And we we're all like, yeah, you did! <laughs> it was so sick. Oh, man, this band Fox. I don't care what anyone says. Jane's Addiction really carry this frantic, out-of-control energy with them as well. And yeah. I, I really like, appreciate now. it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Perry Farrell was dead, by the way. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> Uh, that is number 68, uh, Holy Grail by Hunters and Collectors. Uh, amazing song, kind of ruined by football a little bit. Um, yeah. Like as, everything, am as I right, so many guys? great songs in this country have been ruined by football. Um, but it's good. It's just like, it's a really Curse the jocks. beautifully written song. And I think the arrangement and how big a sound he, he you know, they, they kind of pull from the band is just spectacular. I'll never get tired of hearing Mark Seymour's voice with like lush acoustic guitar behind it. Like it just always works so well. Like the timbre of his voice mm. just works with the acoustic guitar. So here for it. Because I remember saying in the actual main app of the podcast, I love this song so much. And speaking of timbre, I like the tambourine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the, the piano. It's good tambourine. <laughs> Under underrated instruments. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I am an Anarchy in the UK by the Sex Pistols in at number UK. 67 of the Hottest 100 of all time, 1998. Uh, making it into several other uh, Hottest 100 uh, of all time countdowns, including the one we covered in 1998. Um, yes, how do you do, fellow punks? I'm obviously the perfect person <laughs> to, to cover off one of the most iconic punk songs. Well, your hair's all spiked also, up. Also, though, at this point in time... Anarchy in the UK does feel like how do you do fellow punks? Like it's just a bit. <laughs> yeah, but look, I it, nailed it. it. I'm punk as hell. But it fucking rules yeah, though. It's good. Like, and I love so much that like Johnny Rotten at the time, at towards the end, where he his voice breaks, where he is case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like no, he can't do it. And I just love that so much. They kept that take. He should have yeah, uh, looped true. up his throat with a bit more butter, mm. I reckon. So obviously John Lydon now is a massive sellout and a stooge and a yeah. MAGA guy, but like the that's Does he loved eating butter? He was, in, he was in a butter run. Oh. Uh, Love Cats. What, what are we up to now? Like 17 Cure songs? That's fucking <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. It's so weird considering this is like so atypical of what the Cure songs sound like, but it's like one of their biggest hits. Isn't that the same with like all of their biggest hits? Like this like, Friday I'm in Love and shit? True, but, but all this their, more than, you know. Yeah, all their albums have got like the pop song on them. But this was like recorded just as, as a single only and wasn't during it, the period. I, I thought it was the deal that like the band was kind of nearly done. Yeah, absolutely. And their like, manager yeah. was like, I'm just going to get one hit out of these guys. Well, they did, they did uh, this, The Walk, and uh, Let's, uh, let's go, go to Bed. bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singles oh, that, that was a good run. Yeah, but the, the, the singles that weren't really a solid band lineup. Yeah, yeah like, and then that kind of meant that The Cure yeah. lived on. And they made the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably one of the better songs made about cat screwing. <laughs> Who's to say? Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. <laughs> 
Uh, number 65, Hotel California by the Eagles. Um, fucking horrible song. Boring, <laughs> overplayed music for divorced dads. Uh, I've never heard put, this before. Put all Eagles fans in the Hotel California, lock it and throw away the key. You don't need to because they can't leave. Good, so, so I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. the music escaped. Yeah. Uh, I feel good. like this is here because people think that it's a that great it's a good song, but, but they haven't heard it because it's not a good song. <laughs> yeah. I will Whoa. look. The, uh, it, it's cheesy, but like I think uh, just from a music perspective, it's got great chords and the final guitar solo rips. Even it though does rip. The rest of it's kind of obnoxious and you, hard to listen do to. Do you at least pay the guitar yeah, solo? The Krampus. Good, but I'm, you know, I'm not a solo guy. Uh, I'm a solo man. <laughs> low what? on feet, so I can slam it down fast. Solo now man. Who's, now who's the sellout out Stooge? You're not punk, Can we get sponsored by Solo? <laughs> Eagles get out fucking here. Off. Slam it down. Coming in at number 64 is I Will Survive by Cake. This song is so important to me. My mum loved this song and used to play the CD single all the time in her car and she'd have like her hand hovered over the volume so she could like sw- sweep out the swears and when she'd forget, Aww. I'd be like, ha ha, mum, you forgot, and they said the F. Um, and then later on in one of my first bands that I was in, we used to play this particular version of the song all the time. I fucking love playing bass along to this song. It's such an amazing bass line that's built around just the same like eight bar chord vamp and like you can just do so much with it leaves a lot of breathing room okay that's my face that's, the, yeah. the, no the, man you were the right yeah. person to talk the, about the this the bass is so fucking good yeah. man yeah, I got, yeah. I, this, uh, the record this was from Fashion Nugget was a childhood staple of mine as so well good. terrific record and this song deservingly was the breakthrough single for Kate because it's so but much fun also we, we've had like what one song by a female vocalist and like we get the cover <laughs> it's like I just I'm this is kind Why of why your versions better <laughs> oh. top of dates for which Uh, number 63, that's Led Zeppelin with Kashmir. Featuring Puff Daddy. Featuring Puff Daddy. From the Godzilla soundtrack. Yeah, that's hey, true. That, hey, that song is great. It is, yeah. Look. Come with me! <laughs> oh, I just have no time or interest for Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, Led Le- I know they're good. Um, Led Zeppelin were one of the most important bands to me growing up, being into rock music and like, because I'm a bit of a prog guy as well. I love big epic sweeping. <laughs> I'm songs. really into weed. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, you I think I made that pretty obvious <laughs> with a lot of my song uh, uh, gushing over. <laughs> but yeah, uh, fucking roll up a fat one and sit back on the couch and listen to Cashmere. It's a great. Oh, time. good shit. Yeah, I, I've never really given too much time to Led Zeppelin. I've heard the albums, but never really given them. I think I've heard each of the first four once. The song's okay. <laughs> In at number 62, Come As You Are by Nirvana. Is a uh, song about Jack in it? Hey! <laughs> Come. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like, re- this this uh, represents, like, a, a real kind I of, like... I hear that edit of the song. Come. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. That was worth the build-up. <laughs> oh, man. That's what she said. <laughs> Woo! Go, Adam. You still got time. So I think this represents, like, a really interesting energy for, for grunge that real kind of standoffish like your fist clenching um, that kind of that kind of goes along with us you know has, uh, it has a nice miserable tone to it yeah and, and just like yeah it bit, does cramp the bitter the bitter irony in the lyrics as well you know like come as you are as I want you to be like yeah. it's really it's well constructed hear the guitar riff in a local guitar store <laughs> give you all my 
That was Berlin Chair. It's by UMI. It came in at number 61 in the 1998 all-time hottest 100. Yeah. I mean... Woo! I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, like, just yeah, like, yeah give me a round of applause. Timmy, yeah. Yeah. It. Do, I like, really, just really, really Take captures, that, Nirvana. Really captures the energy of sitting in a chair in Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a good we, companion oh, piece okay, to heroes. We, we get it. You fucking left the country. <laughs> oh, Really, really you good. You sat in a foreign oh, chair. Oh, God. Yeah, it reminds me of my time floating <laughs> down the French Riviera. I think it really in captures the energy of giving away all your eggs. Mm. Yeah, this is true. I don't Would know why. Am I like a nice egg at this trying time? This trying time. <laughs> I, I don't know why they have to specify where the chair's from. Like, it's just, just, it's just, it's just, just interesting to me as all, Tim. This is deservedly one of the best Australian songs of all time, right? For yeah. that reputation, yeah. well deserved. Number 60, Bizarre Love Triangle by A New Order. Um, one of New Order's finest dance singles. We've spoken about the Frente cover of this song oh, in the, yeah, did, the podcast main. That's how I remember things. It's clearly superior. Um, You're yeah, doing well today. Yeah, you know how I remembered it? Because I thought we spoke about this. <laughs> and then I searched in my Google inbox for nice. Bizarre Love Triangle. And I'm like, there's my old notes about it. I'll use those again. But it was for a different version of the song. So I actually didn't remember it. <laughs> well at all but this song's very good <laughs> Peter Hook's bass line is so fun it just like drives the whole thing it's just like absolute like a blueprint for how synth pop could and should sound in the 80s man mm. if you fell in love in the 80s you just had a good soundtrack mm. right What's a good what, what do you got now mm-hmm. not a damn thing no <laughs> You got the Taylor Swift album. No songs love. about love. No hope. No cash. <laughs> no jobs. No push. This is why people ain't fucking. Coming in at number 59 is Tomorrow by Silverchair from the album Frog Stomp, which is an album that I know a lot of people have a lot of love and reverence for, but like, uh, it just never clicked with me. Like, But this song... However, like I think is just undeniably brilliant. Like, yeah, yeah. man, it's yeah. just you know all everything. It is what it says on the tin. Like, it is a bunch of guys from Newcastle creating a song that kind of sounds a bit like Nirvana in their garage, but like just so well done and so endearing for that. Yeah, and like and uh, like I stand hard for Silverchair, like Neon Ballroom Diorama and Freak mm. Show are three of my mm. like top albums but um and but yeah this one this track still is one that I return to a lot. Yeah, yeah totally. And it's if really you good. if you found Frog Stomp in high school like then yeah. it was it was everything. Um yeah. the version from Annie's me. better. Black Uh, number 58, that's Soundgarden with Black Hole Sun. Um, pretty good. I mean, I'm not a big Soundgarden guy, but like, there, there's just something about the kind of... Have you tried rolling up a fat one and sitting <laughs> in the couch? Maybe, maybe that'll do it. Maybe that'll do it. It, feel, it feels like the song kind of tumbles apart as it goes through. It's kind of like this oh, cascading good. cascading descru- good. destruction or something. And it's just, it's beautiful. Like the, the way the rhythm section feeds into the vocals, obviously, are stunning. Yeah, it's good. Do you reckon they meant like a garden that makes sound or like a, just a really soundly constructed garden? Mm. Who's to say? Um, I think it's the, the noisy plants. Or, or what, are, what are noisy plants? Or a place where you grow sounds. You never grow yeah. in a screaming... Like a larynx. <laughs> a larynx. Or a drum. <laughs> Helped grow by, with sunshine from a black hole sun. Yeah. <laughs> 
46 and 2 in at number 57 by the band Tool. Holy oh. shit, the math checks out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Can't argue oh with my that. God. 46 and 2 equals 57. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. Oh my Tool, am I right? They're just operating at a, at a whole other level. So, like, I, I think this is actually one of Tool's finest cuts. Um, it embodies so many things that are great about the band their ability to hold back and maintain tension, and then their ability to create an absolutely explosive kind of crescendo. That's I think what their reputation is kind of based around, um, and also just that that idea of like the, the the kind of psychedelic pseudo spiritual thing that makes them so larger than life. You know, it comes through in the song really well. Agreed, and I love the way Maynard sings in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl Jam. That's the lyrics. I really love this song. I think this is like, I love the kind of constant driving sense of it, but I think there's a kind of, I don't know, wistful melancholy to it that just... Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. I don't know what it is, but uh, about the melody of this song, but like it's one of these songs that by the final chorus I could be crying. Like it just it hits. Right? It's so resonant for me. Yeah. And like I, I know Pearl Jam like a bit like old hat and dorky now, no, but like man. no. Yeah, I mean well, for now, me, but yeah. this, no, this this for me like this this podcast has been teaching me how great Pearl Jam is. Yeah, oh, uh, growing else. up one of my absolute favorite bands, and yeah, this song is just so so gorgeous. Yeah, it's they're my dad's legally. I have proof. It's nice. David James Vetter. At number 55, The Offspring Come Out and Play. Uh, compared to the last Offspring song we spoke about way back when, uh, this is what I want for my this Offspring This is the songs. fun. This is the fun. Heaps great. That Morricone slash Arabian guitar riff is so fucking good. It's the start of their troubling work of getting a random vocalist in to deliver a line. Yeah. But it's fine here. <laughs> it's fine here. <laughs> Who is it? Did- I don't know. Probably Method Man again. No, Red- <laughs> no sorry. It's Red Man in uh, Original Prankster, isn't it? Oh yeah, really? That's Redman. Yeah. Yeah. Original, yeah. yeah, yeah. But this song is so much fun and just like high energy and like a great sense of pop amongst the punk rock. And talking about having a PhD, the things you got to keep separated: chemicals. Mm. <laughs> well, sometimes. Well, sometimes you got to test them. <laughs> sometimes you got to mix. No, them he came up with it into mixtures. He, he was in the lab. That's how he did it. He had to keep oh. the. It's real. What about hey. Coming in at number 54 is Karma Police by Radiohead. I love playing the chords to this song, especially the verse. It's just built on such basic uh, on, music on, on theory. On piano or? Uh, ukulele mostly. Oh, um, nice. sure. A bass player primarily, ukulele dork second. Um, but each repetition sort of changes one or two of the chords and it's got some really great descending lines and um, bass note stuff, like essential for learning if you're playing a chord instrument, I reckon. Yeah, I remember learning this uh, really early on as a teenager on guitar, and it became kind of like one of one of my staples as well, and found it similarly satisfying. Just yeah, like, and the crowds went wild. <laughs> <laughs> at, when I when I was there at the party, and I said like, "Hey yeah. guys, hey guys, I brought my guitar." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, here's Karma Police. Time to get sad. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a lovely song. Exa- exemplifies the OK Computer aesthetic well. <laughs> <laughs> she goes first. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Uh, number 53, that is D-Light, Groove is in the Heart. Hey, this is yeah. like... Rootsie Collins, baby! Yeah. Dig! This is so good. It's just like perfect disco pop jam. It's like, absurd, isn't it? Like, it, it, like there's so many parts to it and oh, they all the slap slide so whistle. hard. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we mention Bootsy, baby? <laughs> <laughs> So good. It's one. Of, it, I, I keep forgetting it came out in 1990 because it could have come out in 2006 and still been a fucking jam. Totally. Yeah, 90. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Right? It's, yeah. Like, it's so good. We all love its use in Big Mouth as of well. Of course. And mm-hmm. also, coach, they're calling it Groovers in the Heart. Groovers in the yeah. Heart. <laughs> Is this our first uh, female? Is this our first no. female light track? <laughs> no, because Portishead. Oh, Portishead. Sorry, sorry. But Two. that's that's all we've... Okay. Two out of uh, 47. Let's keep it running. Okay. <laughs> Hey, he's singing pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> Partial credit. In at number 52, Ben Folds 5. Uh, previously number 3 in the 1996 uh, Hottest 100 because if you're voting in the best songs of all time, you're going to vote for anthems. And this is an anthem. Hell it fuck is an yeah. anthem for all the geeky alt kids to get amongst themselves in a basement and self-pityingly belt out this tune. And it does fuck that fantastically me well. Up. Yeah. Oh. Utter, utter joy in terms of the way that it's delivered and the bouncing yeah, piano man. and all of that. Oh. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Start to finish fun. You love to hear it live as well. Like, yeah, I oh, have I several imagine. times. Yeah, mm. I've seen Ben Fold six times and I reckon he's played it at least half of them. And it was. And did you enjoy it every time? Every goddamn time. <laughs> like, not, not the first time, actually. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Took me a couple goes. Uh, Wasn't um, screaming and crying or anything like that. No, <laughs> not, not, not your boy. Could have been crying for bad reasons. Hey, 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 it's, hey, hey, oh, It's not that bad. It's not that, it's not that that overplayed. (laughs) He can't sing to save his life. It's awful. What a terrible song. I think the best thing about this song is the fact that it's, correct me if I'm wrong on this stage, but like it's about partially the drummer leaving and the, and that's part of the thing that's hurting at that time. And the fact that they have that automated drums in the background as the replacement. Oh. The poetry of that, mm. right? It's like using Ben's guitar tracks on the Friends of Rome song, Ben is a Cunt, yeah. after he left. <laughs> Just as emotional. Yeah. <laughs> really tear it, really, it really is the ben same thing. Ben is a cunt. Ben is fucking silly cunt. Number 50, halfway there, baby. Bitch. And you earned Merry it, Christmas. Here's a five-second clip of a lovely fucking song. <laughs> um, this is what Jebs are doing so well at the time, that bratty, super fun, kind of pop-punky shit. Kev's nasal hook stuff is just working so well. It's just delight And that overdriven guitar when it kicks in, it's just so much fun. Yeah. 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 It was so good to get out into Rouse Hill the other week and see oh, them man. play this and all the Kelly Villians out there fucking yeah. slamming along to oh, leaving home. Man. Way Fuck off big up. in Whoville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just a like absolutely Australian classic song. Of course it's yeah. here. Of course yeah. it is. Cool. Time yeah. to spare, baby. Time to breathe. Merry Relax. Christmas. Just take like a halfway break. I read the news today About a lucky man who made 
Uh, number 49 a day in the life by the Beatles. Oh, I hadn't heard this. Uh, thank you for assigning me this one. Again, oh. this is probably my favourite Beatles song. I am a massive, massive Beatles fan. That it's was easily solid. their best song. Mm. Like, what? Yes. What would you put up against it? Oh, oh no, God. I, we no, don't have time. I need to do my spot. Yeah, come on. Don't ask that question now. <laughs> the the three major sections of this song, I think, are very Lennon, very McCartney, and then very... Uh, the producer's escaping my fucking brain right George now. George Martin? Thank you. And um, I think it just really exemplifies what they all did very well and as a collective, and like, this is epic. It's yeah. a great... Yeah. It, and it closes the fucking record, and it's so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's just so bombastic. I'm not the biggest Beatles fan. I, do, I decry no them more than most, but this yeah. song in particular is just so beautiful and the multiple parts mm. of it just work together so well it's an incredible interesting track. this is the only i think the only beatles song in the countdown yeah it's great i think if you did this countdown at mm. they didn't get in at the uh, 69 <laughs> uh, number 48 that's tool with sober we talked about that in the 93 countdown it came in at number 27 I didn't really care for it then. I don't really care for it now. <laughs> Character growth. But other people <laughs> like it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah, um, me too. As a really big Tool fan, look, I wouldn't probably put this in the, the countdown, but, uh, you know, this is a pre-lateralis, pre-10,000 days Tool. And yeah. so, yeah, as it stands, this is mm. one of their best songs at the time. Do, do you call it, like, Stone Age Tool? Or, like, is there Because <laughs> I could get... That, that would be my in. I yeah. think if it was like a like an Iron Age tool, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like just a then of sharpened there's rock. A, yeah. There's a post ten thousand days, which is because one tool album is sharpened yep. rock. It works. Thirteen fucking years was it? Yeah. Well, was, was it worth the wait? How good was it? Well, let's talk about that now because we definitely have time. Um, the so- new tool album. <laughs> All right, at number 47, it is Jeff Buckley with Lover You Should Have Come Over. Full disclosure, Jeff Buckley is one of my favorite uh, artists from the 90s and Grace, one of my favorite albums from the 90s for sure. Um, This didn't actually make it into the 1994 countdown in the year that it was released, but man, I think it deserves its place right here. Um, This song is written from the point of view on your knees and delivered from the point of view on your knees and all the melodrama that kind of comes from that in that hugely performative way that would make you do that. That's where that song kind of lives. The little dips in the rhythm throughout the course of the song is, you know, I've used this description for other songs in the past as well, but it's like being carried on an updraft of of air and just being bounced along on that. It's resigned and alluring at the same time as being desperate and, you know, Jeff Buckley's voice. Say no more. This is my favorite Jeff Buckley song. Same. Same. Beautiful song. Not mine, but... Yeah, this is gorgeous. In prep for this, I listened to Grace again yesterday and it was wonderful. That was the blurs with woohoo. <laughs> the uh, woohoo song. Yeah, the woohoos. It's uh, it's a song about a Toyota. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sick. It's it's uh, big enough for the whole family. The song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's Rumi so funny that their, that their like biggest hit song was like a parody of grunge. It didn't sound like a blur song. Yeah. yeah. But well, do you think as well when they wrote it, they were like, "This is gonna be an ad song." Like it just it just is. You well, know? no, this was like uh, it was a fuck around in the studio. They were yeah. they were just trying to you know knock one out, and this was the one that knocked, they knocked out and ended up. So you're saying it's selling, a song about it, it is it's a song about Jack and <laughs> yeah. Right. 
That was Nirvana with Lithium at number 45. Yeah. Um, like I said before, Breathy, when we talk about Nirvana, I always think I should look into them and be a bigger fan of them because, like, this song, like, the loud, quiet dynamics, like, obviously, Kurt has said numerous times that he was, like, a big Pixies guy and he was yeah. trying to write Pixies-style songs. Mm. Very exemplary here with the loud, quiet dynamics of this song. But the, the loud bit and the fact that it's grounded in that, that, that just the wordless, yeah, hair chorus is such a hook. Like, yeah. for a song that's, like, ostensibly soft folk and then heavy grunge it's surprisingly well pop constructed and it's a terrific track and they throw away the catchiness of it that's what I love like even mm. that riff is just so bouncy and whatever and it's it's playing with the supposed happiness and then they just toss it away like mm. it's that's in itself is so uh, exemplary of grunge I guess we're just at the point of the countdown where we've just abandoned lyrics <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh no we <laughs> Coming in at number 44 is Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Again, like I was saying, I grew up uh, not really liking dance. I grew up not really liking rap. Beastie Boys were my avenue into it. And yeah, now I I love hip hop and rap. And holy fuck, this song is so metal. I love it. It's uh, one of the all-time simple but effective bass lines. Everything is on fire in this song. And the video clip rules. It's so great knowing that the Beastie Boys started off as a punk rock band. Yeah. Because you see them play this song live and they're punk rockers. Mm, Like, the riff is just punk rock. Like, it's so fierce and so catchy. It's one of those songs that you're right, Ellie. Even non-hip hop fans would have to be like, "Ah, that sabotage is really good." That, yeah, that <laughs> deliver- delivery is just so archetypal. Like, there's nothing like it. There's nothing that comes in that hot yeah. and that like yelly. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also the perfect amount of short as well. You do want more, but you're glad it's that long. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, that's what she said. At number 43, that's the Whitlams. Uh, you sound like Louis Bidette. This is one of my favorite. I love the Whitlams and I love this song, obviously. Um, I think it being here as well is a really nice reflection of it's just kind of, it's just a 90s Australian song and there's so much character in it. There's so much of a sense of Sydney at this time. Mm. Like it just feels, it feels like being with a bunch of friends in the city and that's really cool. It's just a wonderful song. I think it shows off Tim's songwriting and the band at that point obviously just doing a really, really good job of playing around it. It's so funny knowing that the Whitlams have kind of the two modes, like the mournful, sad, and the jaunty, fun, and they nail them both so well, and this yeah. is an mm. example of the jaunty, fun being nailed. I think you're so right when you talk about it, like just capturing the idea of hanging out with friends, because when I hear this, I actually were like, oh man, I wish I was drunk in a gutter in Sydney, just <laughs> yeah. like talking shit. Well. <laughs> right. No, it could be a garden. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What the, what the fuck? What All right. Fuck? Hey there. What uh, the fuck? In at number 42, that was a song called Tomorrow Wendy by Andy Preboy. So what the fuck? The simulation is broken <laughs> um, because I had I, I was not aware that this song existed. No. If you were no. thinking the, the same thing, uh, you, calm down. It's okay. Welcome to the club. We have T-shirts. Um, say, it's all going to be okay. We're going to get through this. I'm sure that when we look back at this list in a week's time, the song will be gone. And it will be replaced it's by okay. a song that makes sense. Yeah. I think I knew of this song. Oh, what? Yeah. Such a piece of piss. It's um, it's, it's not, not great. It's not good, man. It's not great. And For a song you'd never heard of in the old time, you're like, man, maybe I'm about to hear a great new song. Yeah. And it's then you like, suddenly don't. It's like very sad meatloaf. It's sad. It's sad loaf. Who was he? Why did he make such an impression? 
No, we'll never. He's look. We'll he'll never be, know. We'll just just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> just ignore that. This just, just like Wendy, this song's gonna die. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Would a, would a fan like to pick up from that here? That was David there. Um, big, <laughs> big Pink Floyd hater. Um, this, number 41, Pink Floyd, wish you were here. Yeah. Um, like I said before, wish you here for a Pink Floyd record. Not necessarily for this song, because I'm more into the ambient, long, drawn-out stuff, but this song is achingly beautiful, and they're just singing about Sid, and it's so sad and so beautiful. I love it so much. The uh, guitar uh, tone. Fuck. Mm. Like, um... The lyrics, like, two lost souls living in a fishbowl year after year, just to me is so tragically beautiful. Like Waters, what a lyricist. Mm. Also, I will never write anything as good as that, and that makes me happy. Also, um, I've never heard more emotion in one word than the opening Gilmore saying, so... Oh. Mm. There's so much longing in it. Forty today, the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, yeah. This exemplifies kind of how they were working it, like the Siamese Dream era. I think like there's a dry sardonicness to the lyrics. That's like that kind of irony stilled, kind of pure '90s kind of idea. Um, I think Billy was at his best when he leaned into his like kind of nasal delivery, and he does that really well here. I think mm. um, the band are in really good form. This is just a lovely song. I can, I can see why it was a hit. Like, this song uh, makes me want ice cream. That's, that's yes. Yeah, so I also want ice cream from Billy Corgan. Yeah, fuck yeah. No, not yeah. now I don't. No. <laughs> pumpkin flavored ice cream? Well, pumpkin spice, he, he, like he, a chai latte oh. ice cream. Oh. He that, tried really terrorism. too hard with it. He'd, he'd be like, yeah, I've got this. Yeah. You, you know, you're getting a skip. You can it. only get this from Peru. Just give yeah. me normal ice cream, William. Just give please. me a chock swirl, Just, man. I don't feel spiritually compelled to give you uh. <laughs> <laughs> vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Coming in at number 13. Well, it's still going. But you're right, though. You are right. It is it, it's still going, and that's my feelings on this song. Number 39, <laughs> Full Scold by the Stone Roses. Yeah, I was sort of vaguely familiar with this song and then listened to it. It's like, oh, that's all you got, hey? Oh, it's, sti- <laughs> oh, oh, it's still going. It's a great review. <laughs> <laughs> this song's all what, right. I gotta... What did the two Stone Roses fans say when they sobered up? Dude, this music fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit of time for the Stone Roses, but I also have a bit of time for being not sober, so maybe they're related. But um, <laughs> not their best song. It's okay. Weird that it's this high. Weird yeah. that it's here at all. Oh, they yeah. were they were very high. They their were street high. team they was were really very high. pushing for it. This yeah. beat backdoor man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No injustice. justice. <laughs> injustice. I don't really know the Stone Roses. You're making me yeah. not really wanna. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta fight for your right. Number 38, you got to fight for your right to party, the Beastie Boys. This, like, I didn't get into the Beastie Boys for a long time, and I kind of feel like this song was one of the obstacles, partially just because of, I guess, the memeiness of it or whatever, or just mm. like, yeah, I don't know. And so, like, it's, it's a perfectly fine song or whatever. Nowhere near as good as Sabotage. No, <laughs> no, like, yeah, it's really, like, I feel like... I got introduced to the Beastie Boys with this and I was like, well, I guess I don't care. But if someone, you know, the first thing was 
sabotage, I would have been interested to it. But Fight yeah. for your right was the real sabotage. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Self-sabotage. <laughs> In this it's, essay, I will. <laughs> it's funny because like, they, they wrote this song as a parody of party culture. And, then, and, 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 and they yeah. didn't want to release it, and the record label was like, "No, it's going to be a big hit," and they pushed them to release it. That's and it. now it's been adopted as everything. As party that culture. To, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. Some, yeah. Sometimes irony in music. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. All right. The number 37, that is the B-52s with Love Shack. Look, any song that insists on trying to be this fun is probably not that fun. Uh, the B-52s are fun as no, shit, man. No, 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 no. This, this song is being trapped at a theme birthday where no one's having a good time. <laughs> and there's just this one person called Kate who's just trying to get everyone up on the dance floor. You leave my beautiful Kate Pearson alone, you bitch. She needs to change her birthday girl sash. There's you shit all over it. You need to go fuck oh, yourself. Actually, no, that's a good point. Third like, female vocalist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also she shares it with the guy also the other day I was, like maybe like a one month ago I was trying to remember the lyrics of this song I was singing it to myself for the male part and I thought the lyrics well, didn't really thought, <laughs> love baby that's where it's at love and it's in a shack <laughs> <laughs> there's no aphrodisiac like loneliness truth beauty and a picture of you Wetlands and Aphrodisiac form a number one in the 1997 Triple J Hottest 100. Another great song about jerking off. <laughs> it's so great before saying they had the two streams of sorrow and happiness and it's so funny that it's the same band that wrote Louis Bedeck because the song is yeah. just so fucking aching. Same album. Um, yeah, it's you know, so aching, too, yeah. man. Uh, but, one, uh, one of my number one car jams. I love singing this totally, one. Totally, totally. You got some good car jams. Anyone, like, do you carpool, man? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll get onto Uber so would I you, can. Would you be interested in some sort of uh, carpool everyone singing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we could <laughs> call it. We'll some sort of carpool empty orchestra. Uh, <laughs> we'll punch it up. We'll punch yeah. it up. Mm. Um, but this sort of song has the same swagger as Louis Bidet, but just, like, subdued. Like. <laughs> Number 35, Ashes to Ashes, by the band Faith No More. Um, Not to be confused with that word. Faith No More. I remember we spoke about this uh, in the podcast major. And um, I remember (laughs) um, being surprised, okay, it's not a Bowie cover. And it's still not. Um, (laughs) Are you still surprised? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Disappointed that it hasn't fixed itself. um, (laughs) We gave notes. (laughs) And remembering where Faith No More were in their career at this point, maybe that's a blessing. Because this is okay and Mike always gives it his all, but this is not up with their best stuff. Is uh, it the so 35th best song of all time? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, 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 fu- I fuck hard with this song. I love the power that Mike brings in the chorus. And it's I all Mike. love the dirtiness and the lowness of the verse, and I think uh, and it fucking goes off live, but I, I stand hard for Faith No More. They have this They have this real anthemic quality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number 34, it's Unfinished Sympathy by Massive Attack. Yep. Four female vocalists. Oh, my God. It's a goddamn women's club in here. Wait, did we count B-52s before? Yeah, that was the third. Three and a half. Oh, wow. This is a fantastic song, though. Like, you know, Massive Attack obviously need very little introduction in terms of being like an absolute force of electronic music in the 90s. And this is just like, the strings are just huge. Do you guys believe one of them is Banksy? 
Yeah. I, li- I like that one. I like a that lot. take. Yeah. I think it's actually a fa- uh, um, uh, Massive Attack fan who's Banksy. Mm. I think it's actually P- Prince Andrew. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the he's news now. Have you seen why he's in the news recently? <laughs> they cancelled his birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Too honourable. Yeah. <laughs> Just felt like a nice slice of pizza and not sweating. <laughs> Uh, number 33, The Smashing Pumpkins with Bullet with Butterfly Wings. This is a great, like, this is one of the like great energetic Smashing Pumpkin tra- uh, tracks. And really just, I mean, it says it in the lyrics, you know, rat in a cage. Like, it's just completely empty angst that you're aware of and you know it's not going anywhere. It's, it's not empty. There's a rat in there. Well, there is a rat in there, that's true. <laughs> but you got, you got a buddy. It's, it's a rat, yeah, cohabiting with a rat. Yeah. One of those uh, vocal <laughs> intros as well that will just set the room on fire, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. The world is like, fuck. Yeah, it's, it's a, a drop, right? Mm. After that, I, I, I said after. before when we spoke about this, I kind of wish I got into Smashing Pumpkins when I was an angsty teenager because yeah. I would like have stared at this song so fucking Instead hard. of as a jaded adult where yeah. I was. Or a Christmas monster. A Christmas monster. Christmas Krampus. Mm. Do you refer to yourself as a monster? Well, I can say it. At n- number 32, it is Brick by Ben Folds 5, previously number 12 in the 1998 countdown, which means that, yes, once again, just like Just Ace by Grinspoon, this is making it into an all-time countdown before it made it into an annual countdown. Oh. And at this high as well. I mean, it shows just how powerful the song is, right? And I think as time's gone on, it's kind of gained a reputation that has tumbled out of control of being a beautiful song and being mm. an emotional song. But... It's deserving of that reputation, which not all songs that carry that kind of reputation are. If you go back, it's just absolutely flawlessly performed and more than that, flawlessly written. Um, just it, it's so the way that like the, the protagonist is flawed, that's a really hard thing to get across in a song, and yet it does it so well. Um, and just the, the heartbreak of the, of the situation is just so there. Oh, sorry, that was all me. Uh, it's gorgeous. We want Chilly Willy. We want Chilly Willy. We want Chilly Willy. Wow, that's much better. <laughs> we, everyone can enjoy that. Eh. <laughs> Just on the, that, Christmas? Ver- that version on SNL where fucking Frusciante is like fucking up to his fucking eyeballs in heroin and just like fucking just riffing and just like barely playing the song. That is the definitive version of this song. <laughs> Did that happen? Oh, it... It really, really did happen. And, uh, yeah, nearly broke up the band, and that's the first time that he quit. David has incredible Christmas afternoon dad having a nap and occasionally <laughs> throwing in something energy. at everyone that's else's the, energy. That is it's the energy. probably all the heroin. Yeah, I, maybe. I don't know. I know this song is overplayed and tacky and now on WSFM, which makes me so sad, but <laughs> I, I love it. Number 30, New Order with Blue Monday. One of the finest electronic pieces of music ever fucking written. 
It is so much selling twelve inch of all time, baby. Yes, um, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So is that? I don't know. We're all trying. Yeah. We're all trying right now. Um, just so much fun. So easy to dance to. So the, the bass line from Hook, so great. Disaffected vocals. The fact that there's no verse chorus structure in the song and it still managed to be a hit speaks to how goddamn Hook driven the entire goddamn thing is. And that's also referring to Peter Hook, the bass player who drives the song. Well done. I see what you did there. Great tune. Lends itself to being covered as well. And some great covers. Great covers. Some have been in the countdown. Yeah. I covered this in the orgy once. Um, Health's cover that they did for Atomic Blonde. Great cover. Great movie. Great great order. About Berlin. (laughs) (laughs) Berlin's been mentioned about the same time as women. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Coming in at number 29 is Grace by Jeff Buckley. Yeah, I said quickly when we were talking about Lover, uh, uh, when I was doing a bit of prep for this, I was sort of catching up on some songs that I hadn't listened to in a while, and I just relished in the opportunity to listen to the Jeff Buckley songs that were in this countdown. So I just fucking put on the whole album, and I think this song is my favourite one. Like, the wailing at the end just gets me every goddamn time. What a performance. Probably one of my favourite things that a human being has ever done with their voice. Yeah. A human being outside of Björk. Has ever done yeah. with their voice. Um, this, this is at no the outside Bjork subcategory. That's right. That's right. Um, with no exaggeration, this is one of my favourite songs of all time, um, and it yeah. has it has been pretty much since I first heard it, and I think it will always be that. Um, yeah, endlessly wonderful, and yeah. just the the string arrangements, the the grandeur of it all, like Jeff's immaculate vocal. I don't know how you do that. No. Uh, number 28, How Soon Is Now by Johnny Marr. Um, and yeah, no one else. This is, the, this is the first instrumental song to get in. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, it sucks when uh, people turn out to be total shitheads and they've made good music because the music was good. Who knows what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah it's like, Johnny Marr's great. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a fucking good song. It's so good. Ah, really God good. damn it, and, and just that, that uh, it's also very like, uh, like proto incel attitudes like it's that kind of self-loathing and like you know being rejected but it does capture those emotions so well Mm. and the guitar work is like amazing the stuff they're doing in this song um also the theme for charmed like cover of it is a cover yeah Yeah. it's a good it's a good version we gave david too much turkey In at number 27, it is Tori Amos with Cornflake Girl. This yeah, is, yeah. A, is a song about masturbation. How yeah, fuck Specifically yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. how that's so much better than breakfast cereal. And who's going <laughs> to argue with that? Um, fucking love this. Like, the way that she plays with the dynamics of her voice and specifically, like, the huge range and uh, both f- being far away and being close to the mic and bringing things down really softly, but also, like, how she kind of plays with the archetype of the hysterical woman and just kind of throws that back in the face of the listener. It's mm. just so, so wonderful. Also, the trope of being the lady cowboy never get tired of that <laughs> yeah. that's sick I used to work at Franklin supermarket and you know just be bombarded with the shittiest radio songs but this song would was like every 21st song or whatever and it was yeah welcome reprieve I love it so yeah. much yeah it's it really is lovely fun, yeah. like her voice is just so delightful mm. and like and her production fuck me up mm. <laughs> 
That's a ship song by Nick Cave. It's a song about jerking off. See, the ship... Ah, uh, okay. Who? <laughs> the master of the ship. Yeah. This, you know. This is legitimately like, I don't know, like one of Nick Cave's best uh, it's, love it, songs, it, Yeah, right? it's just so beautiful. I love that the thing of the... um, that, that thing of like, if you'd love something, set it free, and the way he plays with that with the... um. Now I've removed your wings and you must try to fly. Like I've entered into this monogamous bond, but you still have to try and be a beautiful free person even though you're in this bound and I've removed your wings monogamy am I right Mm. well Nick was bad at it (laughs) (laughs) he keeps cutting off people's wings yeah yeah, Yeah, that'll do it yeah (laughs) but it's so beautiful yeah live staple for a reason Mm. no totally Mm. totally just that um grandeur but intimacy at the same same time and the way it's like ships is just it's so mythological (laughs) they're not real I'm a ship denier (laughs) Twenty five, soft cell with tainted love. Um, classic song that I didn't know was a cover because this encapsulates how the song kind of wanted to sound. Apparently, the original is still fun, um, but like this is again right, like it's overplayed as hell. But like in terms of eighties synth pop, there's a reason that it's this high because it's a perfectly written synth pop song. I, I never think to myself, I'll put tainted love on because I've heard it enough times. <laughs> but like, it is a wonderfully made song. Honey, do you mind if uh, just while we're cooking, I'm going to put Tainted Love on? What do you reckon? <laughs> I spent three months of my teenage years thinking that this was a Living End original. Mm. And, um, yeah, so this version has never quite held up for me. It feels too yeah. slow. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough guitar solos with beer bottles going on. With, with Gretches and, you know, mm. in a rockabilly mm. style and a guy riding a double bass, yeah. 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 There is very little of that here. I will give you that. <laughs> Number 24, A Stink Fist by Tool. It's another song about uh, jerking off. <laughs> With another person. In a way. <laughs> Every Tool song is about in. jerking off. Uh, look, Anima's an amazing album, and this is an amazing song. I've always... Uh, wonder why it like resonated with non-tool fans like because a lot of it like this is probably like one of their biggest songs like the simplicity of it man yeah just like the fact that that one riff is just conducted so well the sounds mm. and then the way that it pays off when it doesn't when it stops mm. repeating yeah it's, i think oh, there's a real like oh. there's a groove to it as well that yeah. i think it, it, it just chugs along like a freight train real yeah. slow and that's almost like some bridge. nine inch nail stuff as well that kind of has that sort of yeah, it doesn't have like the the airy progness that a lot of tool songs have yeah. it's more like an industrial metal track also the way the form mirrors what it's talking about yeah nice. beautiful Uh, number 23 with the Without You, You Too. This was actually the song that they did the version of with the robot because it was like, Mr. Uh. Robot, who are you? Why are you lying here? It was very good. Um, this, song's, <laughs> this song is what You Too does well, right? Like yeah, just pretty huge, much. Yep. Yep. You know, anthemic, anti-shimmering guitar. I'm just never Spiritual here for lyrics this shit, that though. you're going to like. <laughs> not, it doesn't bear close examination very well. 
or close Matt, scrutiny. Well, if you're not here for this U2, then that rules <laughs> yeah. you out. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you don't love U2 at their most like most <laughs> possible, you're going to hate them <laughs> at, at their, their least lemon. possible. <laughs> lemon! <laughs> that was definitely out, and it didn't get here, so... Yeah, mm. good. You can't argue... With the facts. I just to get back on brand, I thought you meant like a lemon, like a bad thing. I have no yeah, recollection like a of a YouTube show called Lemon. I have no recollection. <laughs> Number 22, it is Pearl Jam and Better Man. Uh, it was number 44 in the 1995 annual countdown. Um, something I don't think we talked about when we talked about it then. Obviously, the song rules. Um, mm-hmm. Is that Eddie wrote this as a teenager, and because of that, he was kind of like a little bit ashamed of it. And everyone was like, dude, it's good. And he's like, uh, uh, I'm just going to give it to Greenpeace or something. And they're like, <laughs> don't do that. We'll make heaps of money. They made Take that, Greenpeace. Take that environment. Um... <laughs> They could so, have solved the climate crisis. So this is, is this part of the expended uh, Pearl Jam man universe? Uh, Leather, Leather Man and Nothing Man. I don't think so. Spoon Man Pearl Jam? No, no, no Spoon Man was right. a sound guy. Yeah. So spin-off. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, yeah. the expanded Grunge Man universe. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Grunge Man. Like, I guess, yeah. <laughs> because this man. is about his mum and the guy she was seeing at the time. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Song title, number, band? Nah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> For those who are less acquainted, number 21, Lightning Crushes by the band Live, the placenta song. <laughs> <laughs> Another great song about, about jerking pl- off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top songs with placenta in the lyrics, yeah. definitely. 21. <laughs> 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 this song can go to Vegas. Like, so much higher than loving it should have come over. This bit, yeah, lo- a day in the and life. backdoor man, a day in the life. <laughs> All along the watchtower. Your point being, we could fill the rest of the minute with other songs. <laughs> yeah, heroes, bittersweet symphony, boys don't cry, loser, red right hand, breathe, K star. Yeah, it's better than all of them. <laughs> Number 20, Blink-182, damn it. One of their signature tracks, particularly in the pre-Travis years. Uh, The riff's great, the energy's high. Easy to see why people liked it. 20 seems optimistic. (laughs) The greatest song of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Being written by Blink-182. To to be fair, one thing that we do have to observe throughout the course of this countdown is there are a lot of songs that are very high that were released the year before. Yeah. Mm. Yes. uh, Which, if I was voting for the best songs of all time... I'd be nervous. I would hardly consider a song that had come out that year. Yeah. Like, mm. Yep. is all the best of the decade list that are coming out. And all of them who like include 2019 albums, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I think the highlight of us talking about this was coming up with uh, its actual title, which is Damn It, Don't Call Me Wombo. Oh, yeah, that was then. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, that was good. We're funny. Oh, it's my favourite Blink-182 song. Hey! Da, 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 da. 
Coming in at number 19 is Epic by Faith No More. Oh, and, and it what is coming. Epic it is. Um, oh. I ride so hard for Faith No More. This song, I think it's great that this is the avenue that people mostly get for Faith No More because it does do what they do so well. It's kind of weird. It's like a bit funk. It's a bit hip-hop. It's a bit metal. Um, I ride hard for this song just because it's great. Yeah, <laughs> this is, before I mention Faith No More, this is what I want from Faith No More. This yep. is so much fun. And again, like you ca- Patton's vocal spectrum is so fucking varied. Is like, that him in the chorus too? Pa- it's always Patton. Yeah, yeah. Oh Patton he, does everything. He's, he's ridiculous. Thing, like, yeah, he's I, ridiculous. And not only do I ride hard for Faith No More, like because there's a band they're amazing. Jim, the guitarist, and Mike, the bass player, is amazing. But Patton, like, I'll follow him through any of his pro- projects, and he just oh, his voice fuck me up. How good a Phantom is. Oh. Uh, number 18 Prisoner of Society The Living End this is great but it's again this is like this countdown is such a weird mix of like you know one third maybe is like the classic what you would expect to be in an all time list and then two thirds is stuff that came out in the last few years <laughs> yeah. with a heavy like rock you know yeah well it was Triple I, J in the 90s man. yeah, yeah but right. this song's good this song's good yeah yeah one of my favourite songs from when I was a child. It's so much fun to sing along to, even now. Like we talk, it's not my favourite Living End song, but um, it's a West End riot. Mm, but great one. Just terrific fun. Bass is good. All rules. Coming in at number 17, it is Killing in the Name, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, number six in the 1993 Hottest 100 Annual Countdown. A formational band for me, and probably one of the first songs that really set me on fire. Mm. Um, if this is the only Rage Against the Machine song that you know, however, I implore you to dig deeper into the discography, because I really think that looking at this song, it's like their big pop hit. and It's, in- their, it's, it's their weaker song. It's it's like it's not one of their strongest. Like I think yeah. it, it lacks the depth that the other songs do. But there I think I will depth. take this opportunity to look into it and say like, this song is written about something in particular. It is written about the race riots uh, associated to the trial of Rodney King in 1992, mm. um, and I don't think that gets enough association with this song because that's super fucking important. Yeah, so like I want to like, say that because they're incredibly smart writers. But I just think every other time, like. They've ro- this song robs Zach of his fucking abilities. Mm. Mm. I miss him. But the riffs, though. The riffs. Love will tear us apart, Joy Division. Who loves this song? Yes, yeah. everyone. Yeah. This is an upset because uh, this was number one, the, like the first two times they did it. Oh, oh yeah, and then in the in the only other hottest one hundred of all time countdown that uh, it didn't win, it was number two. So yeah. at number sixteen, people would be going, Brr! Oh. It is, just look, like that. It is, I think, if not the last one of the last songs the band recorded. It's not on. It wasn't released on, on one of their records. Mm. It was a single, and then released on the Substance Collection. It exemplifies what they could have been doing. It's a step forward for the band and. I love New Order, but it hurts me knowing that Ian, at fucking mm. 23, mm. Oh my, left, stepped off. Dude, he wrote Closer when he was fucking 20. Uh, uh, sickening. Uh, but that's that, that was, This song is so fucking beautiful and so sad, man. Oh, God, I love it. Let me go on, like I in the sun. Let me go on, 
<laughs> number 15. Blister in the Sun, uh, Violent Femmes. There's like... How Another it's, song about masturbation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when, when a band's first song off the first album, it's kind of their signature song. Like, yeah. Kinda, yeah. But it is. And it's like, a it's, weird, it must be weird. Like, yeah. why try harder? Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah. Truck one. We're already truck one. Why try the harder? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this this song is incredibly fun. Does everything Violent Femmes do so well? The irony, the self depreciation, the acoustic rollickingness of it all. Acoustic rollickingness. Just a baller. Baseline in the chorus fucking rules. Mm. Big time. True. Big time. It's acoustic bass, right? Yeah. 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 Just, mm. and, and yeah. Sorry, bringing in so much bass talk in this Dude, <laughs> episode, hey, but hey. like, yeah, that's my experience with the bass talk. This one's not about masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) Number 14 is Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Um, I I don't know what else I can say about this song. It's it's so gross and sexy. What's your fuck style? (laughs) This. Normal. Gross gross and sexy. (laughs) Just just the same as everyone else, I guess. Just just normal sex. This could actually be about masturbating because he doesn't say, I am fucking you like an animal. He says, I want to. He's talking to his hand. Oh, God. No, No, he's talking to something. No, you just think about your hand, do you? Just <laughs> well, well, sorry. Do you do you objectify something? Do you <laughs> outside of your own personal? Oh, right, interesting. Oh god! <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, this is backfired on me. This is uh, has this. Uh, this is a great song. <laughs> kind it's su- of super horny, super sexy, super dirty. Great tune. So well produced. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, when we spoke about oh. it in the, in the pod major, you loved it. Oh, <laughs> big time. So good. The pod Uh, number 13, Radiohead, Paranoid Android from OK Computer. This is just like a masterpiece of of songwriting. The way that there are so many sections, but cohesively they like form this conceptual whole. And every single moment in the song is just like beautiful and interesting and so layered and textured. And the band are just like really pushing themselves. And yet the kind of whole song is so accessible and, and sort of successful and popular. It just Be- works. Best song on the album for my money. Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Um, also and there's I- a 7 8 section. Woo! On top yeah, of the yeah. <laughs> um, I, for a long one of my like least favorite realizations is when I had the Mondegreen of the misheard lyric of um, addiction makes you look pretty ugly. I thought it was this shirt makes you look pretty ugly, and I prefer that as a lyric. I, was, <laughs> um, I like, absolutely. What kind of shirt that? do you think that's about? Ugly one. Yeah, well. Wine shirt. A, 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 did you just glance at my shirt? <laughs> a red neck shirt. <laughs> Number 12, The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. We previously heard this one in the 1997 countdown in at number eight. Uh, Okay, so you know you're really onto something when you're able to get a song stuck in someone's head based purely on tapping a rhythm. Mm. The hook is the rhythm. That's kind of friggin' cool. Um, Just like out of control. I'm always fascinated by the hysteria that Manson generated at the time. Uh, Super interesting. And just like how they use beauty as synonymous with with, with class and privilege and so many things in this song. And it's a real like kind of rallying cry for a community. Yeah. It's cool. Anthemic again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, not the biggest man to the stand, but you can't deny this is a fucking rollicking kind of like electro industrial rock song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Manson once said that uh, you've got to always write songs that strippers can dance to, and <laughs> yeah, they could. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it, it is real, like, Christian couple on wedding night, isn't it? That was one by you, too. That came in at 1-1. One, one. Oh. oh. Or two. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Fuck. Such a tool fan. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah. Gets a run? It, it's okay. Those, the, boy, the boys done good? They did okay. How, like, how do you rank it in if you're arranging mm. all their songs from best to lemon? Yeah, go ahead, where, go ahead and do that. We where have, do you, where we do you rank it? Where oh, do you rank so it? From best to the absolute best. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where do you um, rank this one from best it's, to worst? It's, it's somewhere in the top of the bottom half, I guess. Top of the yeah. bottom half. I, was, I think this is the worst of the ones in this countdown. Of the U2 songs? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mary J. Blige did it better. Oh, man. <laughs> she killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Number 10, Black by Pearl Jam, the emotional centerpiece to the 10 record. I mm. At number out. 10. At number 10. Oh, um, hey. Also, uh, something jerking off. Uh, man, it's. Is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, the lyric, I hope someday you'll have a beautiful life. I know you'll be the star in someone else's sky, but why can't it be mine? Fucking uh, oh, man. killed me when I was a teenager. And I remember crying so much over this song, being oh. a you know a unrequited love all over the place. Yeah, like and, there, yeah. There, there is definitely big incel energy in this, but oh, it still yeah. rules. Like It's yeah. so sad, and I can see how people connected to it. It was just so emotional. Uh, I'm so really cool. sorry, Eddie Vedder didn't love the, you back. <laughs> I think the piano is really beautiful as well. Mm. And like That's an mm. under, underused feature in Pearl Jam. Like, it's that, interesting hearing that. That little that. melody, like da-da-da, like da Man, it just oh, something about it just kills you, right? Amazing. At number nine is Enter Sandman by Metallica. I mean, I ride pretty hard for Metallica, but I never need to hear this song again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. It's got a lot of going for it. And again, it's an avenue into the band uh, for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, what do you guys reckon? Well, I mean, like, it's probably as good as Metallica gets. Mm. Uh, like appealing to the mainstream, uh, doing Metallica pop. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because it, after this, we got Load and Reload. Oh, so, yeah. so this is like a nice little haven before and that. Then, and then we this got, is preload. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we got Stanger. So. <laughs> we, we do. Yeah. It's, and then we got coming. Lulu. Yeah. <laughs> their strengths are strengths. Their lemon, if you will. <laughs> so all yeah. things, all oh, things yeah, considered, it's uh, it's all right. It drives pretty hard though. Mm. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Is this by the Tomorrow Wendy guy? I think it's from, <laughs> what the fuck is this? I think it's from a movie. Uh, number oh. eight. <laughs> it's a real soundtrack. Oh, yeah, it's, it's from, from, a, it's from uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, number eight is Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen. If I never hear this song again in my life, it will be a better life for it. Uh, um, but that's, also, that's it not is, how that phrase goes. It, it is a movie song because this wasn't popular when it came out. It was yeah. popular with um, Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Oh, wow, yeah. I've oh, never seen it. Look, the no. compositional quality of this song is amazing. It's just been 
ruined by being put on at the pub and fucking. It's uh, very true. Apart from the ending riff bit, the dun, 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 I don't have any time for this song. It's not for yeah. me. Oh wow! Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's all like it's all a pre. I'm, 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 I'm not a Queen guy though. Look at those jeans. Damn, it looks sexy, sexy as hell. <laughs> is that, I don't know that. Was that Weird Al? No, that's a very famous meme. Oh. Oh, All right, cool. A uh, meme you say? I'll write no, that down. No. <laughs> One by Metallica coming in at number seven. I think this embodies a cover a lot. of the U2 song. Clearly. Mary J obliged it better. <laughs> I think I think this really embodies a lot of things that Metallica did really well uh, pre going into that pop phase, and they're dealing mm. with like big uh, sweeping ideas, usually revolving around having your power taken away. In this case, it's by being dismembered in in war. Horrific story, actually based on a, a real life example. Johnny got his gun. But oh my god, just the the again like similar to the beautiful people. You can remember this one just with a rhythm, um, but and yeah. it's just that build up. And every single guitar line in this song fucking rips. Metallica at their most progiest, and I fucking love it. Yeah, man. Uh, that was Tomorrow Wendy by Andy Pryboy uh, coming in at number seven. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. What what the fuck is this song? I've, I've never heard this number before. Number six. Uh, well, it's actually by Led Zeppelin, David. Oh, yeah. Look, I don't know. <laughs> it's, another, it's another one of those ones that's just existed in the public consciousness for so long, it's difficult to critically evaluate. I don't yeah. know if I like it or I just think it's the weaker side of prog rock, but like, I still think it's... But the solos are good. It's just another Bohemian Rhapsody kind of, yeah. you know, it's or way another day than in that. the life or another one of those epic songs that people kind of, when you place them all together like this in a big countdown, you kind of realise, oh wait, there's definitely songs that people feel like they have to vote for. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I would... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he says it all. Number five, Creep by Radiohead. Uh, dropping down a few notes from last time we saw them here. Yeah, a bit embarrassing. Um, <laughs> no. the, but look, voting public of Australia, get your shit together. Okay, why is computer's this the, already out. Why is this the top voted fucking Radiohead song? Exactly. What are you doing? You don't need... You, there's it's other Radiohead now. It's almost as if it was now. their most commercially successful song. <laughs> but yeah. like... Are you going to stand, commercial you stand this uh, one? You're going to stand this Triple one? Triple J's not a commercial radio station. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh. They love music. They do. <laughs> they do love music. It's also funny because I, I feel like Radiohead would be really annoyed. They'd be so mad. <laughs> yeah, they, they'd they retired this song oh, be so by triggered. now. Yeah. To it. yeah. But like, like the song works. Like when Johnny Greenwood's guitar riff kicks in, it sounds so much better, obviously. Like, it's not a bad song. It's legitimately Shimmy. Gina Jeffries does an amazing cover. Mm. All right. This is our last goodbye. Uh, coming in at number four is Last Goodbye by Jeff Buckley and uh, I, I fuck what can I say about this song <laughs> he made the top ten hell yeah. yes yeah. good to see my boy done good his and goodbye in the countdown was Last Goodbye he did pretty good this yeah. countdown he came off better than for, the Beatles I ain't mad <laughs> for one album yeah, yeah. I ain't Look, mad this is like apart, like I said before Lover is my favourite song this is a close second mm. it is just so sad it's, mm. so, it's just so hurting I love the riffs in this song as yeah. well. They're like yeah, they I somehow feel like... drive in their like 
uh, low key energy. I feel like because mm. Jeff Buckley's vocals and his lyrics are both so important, people overlook his ability as a guitarist, mm. and his riff work in this is really beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and and also the string accompaniment, the the production oh. on Grace is understated um, and underappreciated. It's great. <laughs> Uh, number three, Pearl Jam again. Uh, Alive. This isn't the best Pearl Jam song. It's a good Pearl Jam song, mm. but it's not the best. It's definitely not the third best song of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like. I do like this kind of you know early Pearl Jam. I think. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weight behind everything, and that's good. Man, everyone's just voting for. This is just very of its time, this list. Yeah. As all lists are, but, you know. As all lists are. That's yeah. what kind of makes me realise it. Like, even, again, like, going back to the lists that are being made. Kind of everything sucks. Well, well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Well. I think you just have to accept that we're all living in a flawed moment as flawed people and doing and, our best. And it sucks. We're doing our best, yeah. man. It's got to hit that plus 30 sometimes. Oh, God. <laughs> Please. Give me a plus 60. <laughs> Yeah, as far as Pearl Jam songs go, I skip it every time. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> number two, the Hunters and Collectors, Throw Your Arms Around Me. Uh, previously in at number two in the 1989 countdown. Number two in the 1990 countdown. And number four in the 1991 countdown, Born to Runner Up. Um, and here it is again. Return to form, though. And that's it. Well, mm. <laughs> it beat a lot of other songs. Mm. Um, it's it's kind of gorgeous. Except it's been ruined for me. By the ANZ ad. Oh, no. By, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that sucks. By yeah. us doing Husey impersonations <laughs> when we talked right. about <laughs> that. Oh, jeez. Oh, Gizzy in four places. Oh, there's too many places. <laughs> but, yeah, that ad does I suck a lot. I remember where yeah. to get the one. It's so weird to have a song about a one-night stand to be an insurance just commercial. classic ads, like, shooting for what yeah. the song... Yeah. Guys, yeah. there's song two. Use that to sell yeah. what you want. But this song is so, so fucking beautiful. I love it with all my heart. Tomorrow, Wendy by Andy Preboy. <laughs> I think this is not the best song of all time. It's not? It's incredibly overrated. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not even the best Nirvana song. I, for one, am shocked. But, but, <laughs> but, but, if you're in the 90s, yeah. I can see how you would think it was. Of course, yeah. I but just like, I, I. It's the 90s. <laughs> it's Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what it was like when Nirvana first hit. It mm. must have really been something, though. Yeah, that's that's, true. that's what I have to say. Like well, judging that, there weren't any songs about jerking off. Looking and back then at the came historical records, really broke that down. It's just like it really must have set people on fire. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, it was lit before there was an emoji for it. Mm. Yeah, fam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's still it's just such a boring number one. You know, Paddington's version was better. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of that. Yes. How good was that? <laughs> Merry Christmas, listeners. <laughs> I came. It's such a, like, yeah. the first half of the list is so much more interesting because it's like, oh, it's weird that this is here and you get yeah. to the top. Actually, no, it was a weird all the way through. But, you know, the last few, you're like, oh, okay. And this song, of course. <laughs> yep. That's fine. I mean, so, uh, overall, what did we get? Four and a half songs by women? Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. At a yeah. pinch. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's uh, we say is all fucking white, white, white fucking dudes. dudes. Yeah. There's a female uh, verse on that Andy Preboy. What's his fucking true? True. Yeah. true. Oh yeah. True. Too bad that that song. Oh. It's simply a glitch in the simulation, and we'll be gone. <laughs> um, as soon as it's weird patched. that you're trying to erase the AIDS crisis. From history, it, but um, um, no, that's fine. No. You do you. Well, we, oh, would you, would you rather it be there? <laughs> per, per, personally, I would like to erase the AIDS crisis from history. I'm with Adam. I don't want there to be yeah. any AIDS crisis. I'm, I'm with Krampus. A, yeah, yeah. If I could go back in time, I'd shoot AIDS. Yeah, shoot it right. Yeah, I'd shoot, shoot, shoot baby yeah. AIDS. <laughs> Everyone looks baby in panic. AIDS. Don't worry, that was baby AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I think baby AIDS was a monkey, right? This is not the Christmas gift we want to give no. people. This is, not, no. this is not the whole, What is the actual message that we want to leave people with? <laughs> the Christmas message is from Krampus. This is Krampus. This is this is, this yeah. is the official right. uh, gather round. Children. Gather round, children. Krampus is going to give us the Christmas <laughs> message. Can you do the, a Krampus voice, please? All right, that's his voice. What's the fucking? Krampus? No, it's your oh, voice. Right, cool. Your I voice is not German. Uh, uh, yeah, he's European, so enjoy. So this is gonna be dicey. <laughs> um, no, the Christmas message is why don't you give the gift that keeps on giving in the form of a five star review and just tell your close friends and family members yeah. subscribe to both the whole hundred of thousands and oh, yeah. index and we promise you the season's coming soon. <laughs> but definitely uh, at Christmas dinner or whatever, um, bring up both of the podcasts and let us know how it goes. Yeah, yes. just work it in naturally. You know, like, oh, this salad is really good, Mum. You know what else is good? <laughs> We've given you the segues. Thanks, thanks Mum. <laughs> <laughs> hey, legitimately, a very cheap gift you can give someone is just copying, copying, <laughs> copying the link to, to, yeah. to, to your favorite episode of either of the aforementioned podcasts and sending it via text message. Or, um, yeah, uh, copy the link. <laughs> Put it into a uh, a word doc and print set it the, out. Set the size to print business card. Print it out. Simply laminate it like an adult, and then give it wrap it nicely because fucking grow up. Come on, <laughs> you fucking children. Wrap your gifts properly, um, and then hand it to them and say, "I bought you hours and hours of entertainment." You will never get tired. You will never. Finish, you will never finish this content. <laughs> or for a bit more, for a bit of added fun, why don't you write it in some calligraphy? <laughs> if you do that, please, please take a photo of it and send it to us. And I'll, if, if you do it, I will start a Patreon and make you automatically a top tier donor <laughs> for, for calligraphying. For calligraphying the, the URL of either of the podcasts and printing it off. And give it to a family member as a gift. And but gift wrapped, of course, Krampus. Gift wrapped, of course, in a box. Wrap the box. Thanks, Krampus. Thanks, Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Elliot, thank you so much for uh, being on our show. Yeah, man. Oh, guys, thank yeah. you for having us. It's yeah, pleasure as always. All right. Well, on behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald. Good night, Mr. Adam Buncher. Good night, Mr. Nathan Harris. Merry Christmas. And Elliot J. O'Neill. Uh, good night. Yeah. Fuck yeah. My name is David James Young. Woo!